Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Ah, football talk. That's all it is. Loads and loads of football talk. Talking about Brady text me Saturday. His team won by 20 points. Long season for the Buckeyes. They got some uh, figuring out to do on that yeah, defense. You don't like that team. You're not a fan of the Ohio State team this year. No, it's just it. Nothing special. In the no, no, no. They're loaded with talent. They're just so young. It's just going to be a long season. Yeah. I think everyone had. You know, you're used to this. Sure. They're rolling in there. They're, they've got to go through these uh, woes. Right. Which now is the reason why I hate college football. They were given the opportunity to lose the season by being ranked third yes. to start, and this is not a this is not the third best team in the nation. No. But a team that, like ASU, who loses to BYU, somehow, you know, they're the ones who, uh, you get them around 20, 25, and you're like, anything can happen. We're, we're thinking these guys might have some potential. You put a team at three, it's their job to drop out of the top 20. And it's going to take two losses, three losses to do it. You put a team out of the thing, and they win 10 games in a row. But because nobody saw them as great at the beginning of the year, they're not going to be in the end. I always look at that Boise State team from years ago. Yeah. When that was like nobody thought they were anything, and then they end up going twelve and zero. I'm like, yeah, but they're Boise State. Yeah, but just because you didn't like them early in the year, and then they went off and played Oklahoma and beat them for God's sakes, it was amazing in the bowls. Like they could have competed, you just never gave them a chance. But college will have its day. I uh, and college football was uh, very passive. I went to uh, I went on a bike ride Saturday with my friend Mark. This is the last. This by the way, this is the last week with my left hip. It goes away Friday, so I'm. With a bang. All right, Caleb. Yeah, today, if I don't have any doctor's visits, yeah, old Caleb hip. <laughs> it's going to wander off to the uh, tactical black and take as many kicks as I can to send this thing off in glory. I'm sure I can't sleep and it hurts all the time, but why not kick it out of uh, its its world? Try to play a little pickleball, get some basketball in. Let's let's abuse it. 
It's like going to the dentist. I'm going to eat a box of Oreos before my cleaning. I'm getting my money's worth. So, uh, yeah, so I went on this bike ride Saturday, and we went down to Tempe Town Lake, went around the lake, and on our way back, Mark's like, uh, let's hit Oso on the way back because it's on the canal, so we can go to Oso. I'm like, all right, we'll grab a beer at Oso. So uh, Stebbings and I roll into Oso, sit down at the bar. There's like no – it's packed, but there's no noise. Like all the games – are like everybody's high. Being a Tame Impala, it was like the same thing. <laughs> Like nobody really, I don't think anybody's really enjoying the West Virginia Virginia Tech game that's on. But they seem that big they, upset. They feel that they have to go to it. Like they have to be part of this thing. And people in Ohio State shirts, a girl in a Florida shirt. Like they're all dressed in their teams that aren't playing. And I'm like, well, this is odd. And then I'm like, well, the Florida game must be coming up. So Alabama starts playing Florida, and that girl leaves. <laughs> I'm like, weren't you here for the? Okay, I don't get it. So I'm in a, care. I'm in my 98 KU. I never wear KUPD clothes with like my name on it or Holmberg or anything. It's weird. It's like being in the band and wearing the band shirt. So I don't wear KUPD uh, HMS stuff. I don't wear our things. But I did have an into the pit shirt on. Marcus Meng's show about toilet sounds. <laughs> um, so I have my into the pit shirt on. And I'm sitting at the bar and I have a beer. And the dude walks by and he goes, that is a great shirt. And I realized at that very moment that I'm an into the pit bigot. Because I thought, oh, boy. Well, this guy's definitely going to put boogers or something. Like I, did, I, I assumed he was up to no good. Like Nobody who likes that music is, should have a food handler's permit. It shouldn't be a thing. So uh, as my Into the Pit shirt started to do its magic, I got uh, an IPA. It's like 11.30 in the morning, 12 maybe, sipping away on the IPA, chatting. We're about to hop back on the bikes, had a couple of them in. And uh, he's like, hey, I just want to get you guys this. Gave us a, a caramel apple pie with ice cream and some donuts. And I'm like, this isn't a move into the pit. <laughs> he goes, it's, uh, here's some caramel apple pie for your uh. – like, well, that's – because we were joking around because I kept telling Mark how fatty. Well, there's a bridge we went over. It said uh, mustn't exceed 33, 33 tons. And I'm like, Mark, you better go around. So he, so we joking. About, but we get there, and I'm like, uh, yeah, my friend here is going to have that caramel apple pie and some donuts. I'll just – I'll have a kale salad, but I'm probably not going to eat, but – we brought the donuts and the apple pie thinking we were serious about it. I devoured that apple pie. It was fantastic. So I apologize to all the fans of devil music. I didn't realize you were uh, also down for a good old uh, grandma's apple pie in the middle of the day on a Saturday afternoon. It was weird. Like, he should have brought me something on fire. He gave us shots, too. He goes, here you go, some shots. I'm like, oh. And Mark's like, oh, we're going to die on the ride back. And we've already done 30 miles. We've got seven to go. This is brutal. I'm like, yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, shots were uh, like a pink lemonade. It was the, it was not into the pit fandom. <laughs> and he gave you a feather boa on your way out. Uh, might as well. And then the bill comes, $7.60. What? And Stephanie was paying because I didn't bring my wallet. I'm like, Mark, the KUPD celebrity just got you a free meal. It's going to cost me more because now i got to tip him like 30 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's true. But he did. He threw him a big tip. And uh, we left. And I'm like, that was not into the pit behavior. He should have brought me like a... a a severed head or a something. A severed head yeah. and a plate of gruel. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah, Love that shirt, bro. I'm like, you're an Into the Pit guy? Yeah, hell yeah. I'm like, awesome. Mark, we got to go. Who ever thought Into the Pit would score you anything score anywhere? Me caramel apple pie, <laughs> delicious vanilla... Marcus! Uh, yeah, French vanilla ice cream. I text Marcus and I'm like, hey, thanks to your fans, I got a delicious caramel apple pie and some French vanilla ice He's cream. He's been there every day since. <laughs> I'm sure. It was strange, but he was a super nice guy. According to you, John, <laughs> that guy is a plumber. You just oh, yeah. had a plumber make you a pie. <laughs> I know. You're a, into the pit bigot too, sir. I'm the same because I thought, oh, God, this guy's hands are filled. Immediately I thought his hands were dirty. 
They're not, but I thought they were. Like they've been in places they shouldn't. Like he was fisting something in the last twelve hours that I don't want to know about. Like he has some contraption in his house. That's what I think of all into the pit people. Their houses aren't furnished. They're like layers with, you know, Iron Maidens and like spray paint walls, like, like roadkill. Like they've seen coyotes on the side of the road and they pick them up and they go home and they bang them. That's what I think of into the pit people. Like they've got them splayed out, and there's their sex animals and. Like they've got all There's a sorts bunch of, of putty on their car. <laughs> oh, their cars. If they still have a car, it's got putty on it. That's 78 Camaro, you know, yeah. Bondo doors and everything. They've got Hester Moffat's head in a big jar that's <laughs> formaldehyde. And they're making a suit out of some lady's skin. That's what I think of into the Not caramel apple pine delicious French vanilla ice cream for free. I thought you'd like this. Have you heard the new Cannibal Corpse? I'm like, no, stop it. It's You're, splendid. I need, I need my stereotypes to be true so I know how to judge a situation. Now knock it off. And at Oso, for, even. I mean, I never, I never thought they would let anybody in that listen of to course not. into the pit, let alone work I've been there. to Oso a couple times, and there are people like, hey, listen to the show. And I'm like, we're normal. Like, right, this yeah. is, you can listen to this and not be a murderer. You can't listen to Into the Pit and not be guilty of some massive, they stay in the closet. violent crimes. Yeah, that's a good. Shirt, you don't bring man. it up, and I had my into the picture, and I thought people would judge me, but nobody knows what it is. I'm like nobody knows what this is. Into the pit, LSU fan immediately. Man. Yeah, maybe man. that's what they thought. I was at the pit in Louisiana. Nope, dude knew what it was immediately. Brought me an apple pie for it. So I text Megan. I'm like, hey, put your uh, into the pit shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for the free apple pie and ice cream today, Satan. <laughs> that's strange. Can you at least drizzle some blood on this so I know you're authentic? This is too – this is sweet. It's like the softer feminine side of Into the Pit. I don't want that. I brought you some fingers. Real human fingers. I'm like, thank – that makes sense to me. And a coffee because everybody in Into the Pit drinks coffee because the sun makes them feel funny. <laughs> yeah, vampire. That's what I need. I don't need that stuff. But – so, yeah, that'll be it. And then the hip holds up on the bike. It's great. It's the walking thing that sucks. And then, But today I'm going to try to go get kicked a whole bunch. Let this bone end hit it, it. Hit, it. hit it hard. Tony's going to have a field day. Just <laughs> kick me in the hip as hard as you can, and let's just do this. Like I don't, I'm not even going to kick back because it hurts to kick. You have at it. And then five weeks from now when I get the right one redone, kick that one out of its socket too. I mean, blow me up. Yeah, it's weird, but this will be it. So we're taking Friday off so I can go in and have old man surgery at an early age and feel like a young man again. That's the good thing. The doctor told me that the other day. He's like, you're going to feel like you shaved off 20 years. He said, hey, it's, you, you don't realize how long you've been dealing with this oblong bone sitting in the wrong socket. He goes, and I guarantee you've been making concessions for 15 years. I'm like, no kidding. He said, yeah. He said, this is, this is a typical development issue that happens in people where you have the wrong size bone in the socket. And he goes, most of the time it's your 30s. You start feeling that. You're, you're in your 40s. You've got 10 extra years on this one. And I'm like, no kidding, because that's some weird hmm. elephant man's disease. I got something wrong with me. You could tell by looking at me I'm not 100%. <laughs> you know that like I'm Rocky Dennis. Just I'm, I'm one shaky car ride away from having been Rocky Dennis. That's essentially what he's saying. It didn't affect my head. Some would argue that. But it affected my femoral and uh, humeral bone. Uh, they're a little too big for the socket, so I'm all screwed up. Which so you'll fine. be running four seven four eight with the first one. By the second one done, you'll be down to about a four three. Brady, when I'm done with both of these, and by December when the PT that I've oh, and then I got I think I got Larry Nassard a little bit. 
Oh. Yeah, because I got a nurse that uh, was curious about my physical therapy, and she must have squeezed my left buttock for like a minute, solid minute. You did, got good, did it feel better? Good muscle tone here. You're going to have no problems with this. I'm like, all right. How long you plan on squeezing that uh, loaf of bread, sister? Because this is nice. Were you wearing yeah. your Macs? I wasn't in my Mac Weldon's. Oh. If I was, she'd still be there. I was going to say, Nurse Kristen must have taken yeah. care of you. <laughs> he was a big girl. No, this was just you know a little bit like trying to feel that I have muscle tone. I'm like, don't worry about it, baby. I'm, I'm loaded up with muscles. This is the last one you're going to have to build, the sphincter muscle. <laughs> this one seems to be oh, tight. <laughs> your hips are going to be tight. I'm going to boost up my claim and say by December I can beat three quarters of China in a race. Because yeah. as it turns out, I've been running with with wonky bones, and I'm still positive I could beat China, and half, half of China would go down in a foot race against me. Right now, I think three-quarters of China beats me in a race because I can't move. My, like, my leg hurts a lot. So I'm pretty sure my status as China's no fastest runner, like, right a, 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 a billion and oh, very, if I played it just right and got – one billion that I know I could beat in a line, it would be very difficult. But if I get the the billion I could beat for sure, I could go one billion and oh within uh, give me four weeks to beat a billion people in China, a hundred at a time. Hundred yard dash, I'd beat half of China in a hundred yard dash. Come December, three quarters of China, I would I would beat you in a race. Done. I don't care how old you are. You go up into the mountains and find some of those tall ones. The cities, I would. I, it's two billion people. I could be. I could be half a billion and oh, for sure. Phenomenal, guaranteed. Uh, give me a billion. I could be China in a foot race. You don't have that kind of confidence in your skills. You think you could beat uh, almost all of China at tennis? That's a big claim because they like that tennis. I think you I can could do some damage. What's your record in China? <laughs> you, you played all of them. It's, uh, it's just fun to play this so you can say, I'd be 700 million and <laughs> like you, like you'd have 700 million wins. Yeah. Yeah. That'd probably be Isn't right. that awesome? Yeah. You think that's about right? That's yeah. the over under on Brady's tennis wins in China? 700 million wins. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I would have I, a I'm billion. I'd buy that. I'd buy that. I do too. I'd it seems that. reasonable, right? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be victorious in a, in a billion foot races. And I'm saying that with a like a dead straight face. I'm positive that I could do this. Brett, how many how many Chinese could you beat in a foot race? Not at once, because that would just be a stampede. Yeah. Uh, I go half. It's a billion. Yeah, You'd be a billion. Have a billion wins under your belt. Well, about half, yeah. After my performance in the walk, I'll go a quarter. <laughs> no, you could be. Ah, please, if there's a, a Chinese person in that walk, you'd be you'd be a billion Chinese in a foot race. Will my hips get better? <laughs> Forget it. Because you got to consider that there's a chunk of them that are kids and a chunk of them that are old. That's right out. I'm surprised. To, it, I think it, I forget what the uh, over 40 age in China is really. It's super high. Yeah. Old people everywhere out there. You got to figure a few of them have the thing I got where they don't even know that their bones aren't the right uh, fit. Like they got the wrong metric. Like my, my the, the long bones are metric and the other ones are standard. My 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 hip <laughs> sockets are standard. I'm trying to make Slightly them fit. Off. I'm trying to make them fit, but they don't. 
and it's turned into a disaster. SAE and metric. There's all the stretching and stuff I can do. It's not going to change the fact that, yeah, I got SAE and metric trying to make it make magic, and it's just banging into each other. Yeah, billion of them. India? Oof. It's a couple billion Indians, too. Foot, so foot dirty. race, but they're well, not the pit foot race. That was wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Was oh wrong. wow, the country, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just running a lot of mud and stuff. <laughs> it's not mud. Um, <laughs> put another billion on the board in India, although they seem faster. I think they would be a lot I think faster, faster, actually. Yeah, I'd still beat a billion of them because there's women, so you got to also figure that the population of two billion people, you got let's say 700 million women. That's a win. I can beat all them. I go out and say I beat 90% of Chinese women in a foot race. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The 10% I'd lose to, they're just a WNBA player. Yeah, just a, they're just the athletes of China. I'm just going to lose to that. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm confident with this to the point where I could, if somebody wants to fund it, I'm in. Got to wait till December till I'm better. But this is it. Going out with a bang today with my uh, Monday through Thursday. Just going to destroy these things. I might just go hit it with a hammer a couple of times, see what happens. It's not going to be sure, there. It's not, not going to be there on Friday. Why not go in again? Get my money's worth. It was all cracked and broken. Yeah, cut it off. And I'm looking forward to this. The only thing I don't like about surgery are needles. Outside of that, they won't let me stay awake. I've asked a couple of times if I could do the waist down. Can I watch my own surgery? And they won't let me do it. Dying because they're going to throw Alex. you around like a rag doll. Well, the, the, they the don't want you. They're going to. Yeah. They, they, they don't want you aren't that bad. Uh, they they go into it. They do like a four inch cut on your leg. It's not that big. And I I looked. I've watched it about four four different ones online. I'll make it an eight inch scar and get in there and be comfortable. This dude has to take this little four inch cut he makes yeah, make the most and puts it. his finger in there to find like where to clamp. There's the, and he's digging around and it's like stretching. I'm like just keep keep cutting. Make it make it a reasonable pouch that you can get in and out of. And then he's struggling. He's got half the hip is hanging out. They saw off the top of it. They take a DeWalt or Milwaukee Tools drill, mm-hmm. pop it over the top of that thing, bore out the hole for the the, the clamp new, that the ball's ball. going to sit on. I'm like, that's this could be done in a dude's garage. Toledo's a woodworker. There's mm-hmm. uh, hey, they sand it. Hey, just make sure the batteries are charged. <laughs> they, they do a little <laughs> side sanding thing. to not have you know edges. <laughs> yeah, let's put that thing back in. They sew you back up and you're done. It's easy. And I'm like, I want to watch that. Nobody ever says that. I'm like, I want to watch. They got to give you. And then they said, well, that's an epidural in your back. And I'm like, never mind. Oh, yeah. Put me out. Uh, the one that went into Don, I, oh. I swear to God, was 10 inches the long. Needles, yeah. The needles a it's foot. A, it's, a, it's amazing. I can't do it. <clears throat> the ones that they put in my legs that one time to shoot cortisone into my le- in my pelvis. And I looked oh, up at the- Oh, they did multiple on that oh, one, too. I looked up at the wrong time. Because they gave me like a numbing shot, and that didn't hurt, and I don't like needles at all. And then my head lifted up, and she goes, oops, somebody looked up at the wrong time. 
this skewer, this thing <laughs> oh. that should have had like shrimp and green peppers on it. It just she just just sliding it, and then she takes the, palm, the hilt, takes the palm of her hand, oh. and just pushes it down. Oh. It was like the murder scene in Saving Private Ryan when shh, 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 and just puts that knife in all the way. You coming out Horrible. the ass there, Doc? No, I'm like, where are we going? How long am I, by the way? And then they screw a little thing on there and start firing fluid in. And that just burns like nobody's business. But it was, no, I hate needles. But when they said epidural, I'm like, that's a shot in the spine. I'm out. I'll walk around with bad hips before I get that again. I got a nerve block in my neck once. I almost cried. They had to give me extra Valium. <laughs> this guy's a pussy. <laughs> What's the matter with you? That old lady next door just did this thing. She didn't even whimper. <laughs> you're, you're like a little girl. Throat these, boy. <laughs> Take some more pills, pussy. You're going to put that in my neck? Yeah, we're going to put it in your neck, just like the 90-year-old just had done. See her over there, the one laughing and having fun? She just had the same thing. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't have feeling anymore. Good Christ. Well, after this, we're going to wash your vagina and get you out of here. <laughs> when you left, you got your toy. <laughs> Go ahead, pick out a toy. You're good. <laughs> you did a good You're job. Good in the operation. Here's a highlights magazine and a, a minion. You've won a minion. Anyway, so I can't wait. Get that surgery all wrapped up. You guys get a free day off, you dicks. <laughs> what are you going to do while I'm under the knife? I'll be here that morning. Surgery kind of makes me also say I don't necessarily care if I wake up. I think that would be a nice way to go. Such a peaceful yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. It's like those and... moments like, you know what? This wouldn't be so bad. Like, I don't want to get hit by a car or have some heart attack or explode or something. I'd rather just have a surgery problem. Well, there was complications. Because that way everybody that knows me gets rich. So my passing is actually kind of a lottery. <laughs> trickle down. Yeah, it, it trickles down. <laughs> Megan makes a fortune. And, uh, like, her life gets better, like, exponentially because I'm more valuable dead. I'm sure there'd be some mourning, but I'm pretty sure once that check shows up, that's eased. John, I don't know why, but I hope the nurse is in your ear as you go under, just going, numma, numma, numma. <laughs> oh, I'm fine with that, too. By the by. What is that? What? If you what? want to practice analingus on me, go nuts. I have no idea what's going on. I'm not one of those suey types. Like, were you guys, I was dreaming that one of you guys was licking my bottom. Is that happening? Oh, yeah. We were working on that. We were talking about that because those doctors that were posting the uh, photos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Dave Eggleston, who does all those videos and, and uh, treatments of our pictures, Email and said his wife's like a nurse or something. She goes, all they do when they get together is talk about patients' dicks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God dang it. <laughs> There's no plumping up when you're under. That's true. I know for a fact, when I got my back thing, my surgery 10 years ago, and I went in on my back and woke up on my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world happened here? Like, well, we had to get you over. I'm like, of course you did, but what position was I in? I'm in a gown with no air, yeah, your ass up. We, we have your ass up. We were kind of aimed at the stars. I'm like, oh, God. So you guys saw everything. All, all of it was dangling out. My ass was. They had to inject the pain gel down my urethra for the operation. Oh! <laughs> I would die from that. Talk about no. humiliation. And I'm like, really? Tweezers? No, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, tweezers. I don't blame you. I'd have turned into an O'Reardon, too. <laughs> There's no way my my dick stands tall in that situation. You want to go in? Let's do this, player. 
My Wang is hiding. It's like the it's Petito's boyfriend. It is hiding. We have to move all these pubes out and try to find your penis, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just shave it. Hopefully, we don't nick you. No, I. Oh, good Lord, when the doctor told you that was what was going to happen, you didn't run. I away. didn't know that was going to oh. happen. He just did it. <laughs> He didn't like say? cake icing. What did you think was going yeah. on when he's like, let me hold well, your penis because for a second? I was getting that, uh, the straw removed. Mm. The- oh, that's right. Oh. <laughs> that's right. For those of you who don't remember, Brady used to stuff Eric's straws crazy in his straw. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. We made him drink out of it. What? Brady used to take McDonald's straws and see how far he could get them in his urethra, and he had to have one removed once. Oh. No, that's not true. You had a shunt or something put in your penis. For, to widen his urethra to get stones out. Well, no, it had to bypass. Ah, because after the, after I mean, the uh, he did, oh. he did. Oh. Didn't you say you you lost it's one? A catheter, you, basically. You heard yeah. it tink in the urinal, yeah. like pink. Well, first Indiana no, 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 Jones came out. No, no, no. That one was out. here. This one, uh, the, the reason why I had surgery was too big to pass. Right. Oh. So we knew it was okay. Out. We knew it was okay when you heard "Run, Marion," and <laughs> that shot out of Brady's urethra, and then the ball came out after. Oh, yours is yours is awful because oh, the penis. Nope, I don't even go to, I don't even go to the doctor for it. I know it hurts. I know everything else, but you're braver than I am to go, Doc. Dick's broke. That's just how I die. I either pill up and go out, but I'm not going in there for. Oh eight, and yeah. so I get you know I get oh. ultrasounds every year to see if they're you know take a a pill they're protein base so that uh, helps them break them down but you know didn't the, work well it has it's been pretty good it's been since 08 sure so no, since then but yeah. i'm saying but every then. time you go to the oh. ultrasound there's always oh. one or two in there there's one or two in the just waiting it's in the lower i'm like so what's that mean well they haven't done anything for the last any day now years. they just they monitor and see if it's growing oh. and, it's like those asteroids that are close to earth you're not sure yeah oh yeah you're just a time bomb do you go back in for more straws and gels in the wean? No, but You're, he was. Ne- doctor, no, I'm just saying. Would you? Uh, I'm trying to do whatever I can to avoid that. But if in fact it clogs, do you do that? Yes. Oh, you're crazy. I would die from that. You shouldn't. You're, there's not enough of you that's worth living to have that happen twice. I only got you're, one under my belt. I'll tell you this: your life's not that great. Check out. Ugh. Oh, your company is not worthy of uh, having to deal with that, Brady. It's By the not, way, our guy, Dr. Lin. Oh, yeah? Number one. Number one. All Asians say that about themselves. Ah, Dr. Lin, number one. Most no, clips on. than anybody. <laughs> Brady, please. <laughs> Dr. Lin, number one clips. Number one. All right, Dr. Lin. Most vasectomies. Also, he best. Leads. Sweet sour Dominant. shrimp. Number one. Sweet sour shrimp. New time. <laughs> New time. Number one. All right, Dr. Lin just cut 2006. it. 2006. Oh, he's phenomenal. He did my vasectomy, which is great. But he didn't put a needle in my urethra. <sighs> That's where I draw the line. That's where I'm positive there's no God. <laughs> That's where I was right the whole time. And also, what am I? Like, hey, guess what I did so you guys get to keep hanging out with me. It's not worth right, it. Right. <laughs> Holmberg went and had needles put in his dick so he could stay alive and be with us. I'm like, we don't like him that much. Nobody likes me that much. And the highlight of that is it's on a screen. Oh. And, and you could watch it slide out. Why? Oh, Brady. <laughs> and you do it again? For what? No, I don't want to. Right. Of course you don't want to, but you would. I wouldn't go in and do it. I'll yeah, take if there's some, a boulder uh, in there that has to be. No, it doesn't. What's going up? The, hopefully it's a calcium all, base and we can just shatter it with some sound waves. All you do is call your insurance company and you say, hey, uh, 
what are the rules on suicide for the family? Like, how do I make it so they get the money? Why? I got a rock in my dick, and I'm not going back in for that. Gibraltar wants to come out. No one, no one wants you to have to deal with it, Brady. We've gotten plenty of you. You're a great person. That's enough. Don't, don't. It's like Ben Roethlisberger. You're hanging on too long. That's enough. You lay down and let that let that end peacefully. That wouldn't be bad though if they put you under and you never wake up. I think that's everybody's kind of dream to just go to sleep. So you think what about Kevorkian like, was trying to do, mm-hmm. and they take you to Kevorkian levels and then bring you back. And you're all right. And hopefully that does happen, that I wake up and everything's all right. But it does cross your mind because they talk about death so much. We're like, well, you realize that with anesthesia, there's a chance you could die. Of course. And you do know. Read about anesthesia. I've told you this before. But you read about anesthesia, no one knows why it works. Scary. No one right. at all in the scientific community has any idea how or why it works. They just know it does. So the tests came back like, well, we can bring them back. I think the vitals are still there. As long as his heart's beating and stuff, this dude doesn't feel ed- – we, sh- we turned him off. How? Huh? This stuff. <laughs> it just does the trick. They don't know why yet. Now, they've got more answers than they had 10 years ago. But when I was reading about anesthesia, and an anesthesiologist uh, at the house yesterday, I didn't even get into it with her, but I've talked to him before and – I had dinner with a friend of mine whose wife's an anesthesiologist. She's like, yeah, there's no real rhyme or reason to this. We don't get it. We just know it does. We know, how much it, we know how much it takes, and we know kind of the general ways to make it function, but we don't know why it's doing what it's doing. Every time in the <laughs> oh, operator, bring the wizard in. Yeah, basically. It's like, yeah. like uh, put yeah. this together and hello. They should dress him up with the moons and the stars hats. I'm taking you to a place no one understands. Tame Impala show? No. Better. <laughs> yeah. And when they start explaining that to you at the thing, because a week before surgery, you start getting all the calls. And you understand you'll be under uh, general anesthesia, and you're going to be um, taken, uh, uh, you'll be asleep for over two hours. And with that, I have to remind you, it comes with the risk of death. <laughs> okay. Thanks. That's, Sign right here. You realize that's all I'm going to be thinking about now, right? What do these anesthesiologists go to school for then? They don't know how it works or why well, it they, works. They, they just know, show up or what? They know how to work it. Okay. They don't know what the stuff does. They educate them on high risk. Yeah, they, uh, they, they, they educate them. They don't know them. why it does what it does. And they don't know why it's doing or how it shuts us off. They just know this is the stuff that does it and here's the amounts you need and here's the here's the general. They're very well trained. I'm not saying they're crapshooting. Okay, all right. All right. But the, the general principle of anesthesia is still kind of a mystery. They get it, because sometimes but they it don't get take. why. Oh, man, I don't know. Well, that's the fear is that yeah. that you're uh, that they think the it's working, and you're asleep, and they amazing. Think, yeah. And then you're sitting there like, I felt everything. Nobody. That's not. That's an old wives' tale. Doc, is that a laser? Yeah. Nobody's ever had the anesthesia where they felt everything. Hey, John, don't worry. Me had my hip surgery. I had to be cathetered seven times before I could pee on my own. What the, that's not hip surgery. They missed. That's what he says. They're way off. <laughs> they're way off. I don't know why you did way off. They're not even. For, they're, they're for hip surgery. My wang would it would have to be the warmest African day ever, <laughs> and I'd have a plump on hanging over to the side, and I still wouldn't reach where they're going to cut. What in the world did they catheter you for? And by the way, my limit for cathetering is is like the over under is way below seven. Handle <laughs> <laughs> says two. If a doctor says we got to go in again, okay, that's six, man. Well. Did it? How about one more? Like, no. You're done. 
John, please have him double check what you're there for. I went in for arm surgery, and I kid you not, the nurse came in saying to drop my pants because she had to shave me. We were both horrified oh, when, the, when the patient do paperwork it? came back in, oh. starting to put me under for my surgery. Because you'll do it. Like if Rachel, do- yeah, that's if, Rachel says that. If a doctor, oh, they had to, oh, that was a you got Larry Nasser. <laughs> you got Larry Nasser. Sorry, as a Rachel. Doctor. I gotta save your bush. Sorry. <laughs> Got to make this a thing. Are you sure, Doc? Oh, yeah. No standard procedure, baby. Ooh. Put him in the stirrups, baby. This looks like a paper cut <laughs> once you get rid of all this hair. <laughs> that reminds me of that. Big shame. <laughs> all right. You're clean for shoulder surgery. <laughs> I don't even work here. <laughs> I come I'm in a, on Tuesdays. I'm a guy I'm a who saw, I, I followed you in. Here's some flowers. But you would, like anytime, like I would, if like on Friday morning, when I'm like, oh, we've got to shave everything on your ass. Like, yeah, that, that makes sense. I'm Swedish, so this won't take long. I got no hair on my ass. But they'd look at me with a razor and go, all right, we're done here. You didn't touch me. I know, you're, you're hairless like a 10-year-old. John, please don't say we're getting the surgery because if you don't make it on Monday, us listeners are going to go burn that place to the no, ground. No, you're not. That's a wonderful <laughs> establishment. If they take me out, just regale and reruns. <laughs> I've left you plenty. I won't die, but maybe. But maybe. <laughs> they, they tell you about it constantly. That's all you hear. Every doctor, we're going to do physical therapy, assuming everything goes well. I'm like, well, there's that thing again. I'll start that on Monday. That's the amazing thing about the hip stuff. They're going to give me a new bone, and that day I'm supposed to walk around, and then on Monday I start, I start exercise. Ooh. It's nuts. Two days. I love surgery stories. <laughs> hey, John. I had an oscopy a few years ago. Oh. I woke up in the middle of it, and all I heard was, whoa. <laughs> then I was right back to sleep. <laughs> ah. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Oh my God. That's not supposed to happen. Turn the button on the right. <laughs> See that? The dude came back. Whew. <laughs> that they, did a, they did a show on, uh, I don't know how real this actually was, but it was on one of those uh, medical, like, uh, I guess it was like a. The same thing that the first 48's on 24 hours a day, and then they do an, a okay. medical show. But they had a footage of a woman in the uh, – or it was a guy in the surgery thing. And the female – it was a female doctor, which is probably why it all went wrong. But <laughs> she's it. going in, and the guy lifts his head up, and he starts talking about his mom. And then he goes right back to sleep, and they're like, hmm. None of them phased by it. Like, we don't know how any of what he's got going on works. The dude got up and started talking to him for a second about something, some nonsensical craziness. And they're like, yeah, sometimes in surgery that, you know, the patient starts to have a moment. I'm like, well, they're like puppeteers. Like you hit a button inside of them. And they went, he, he was having heart surgery. So he sits up and says, hi, my mother had a thing. Like sleepwalking. Oops. And they're just like, psh, psh. all right, put a little more sizzle in that. <laughs> Let's go to Flavortown. But yeah, I, so we'll see. But it wouldn't be bad. Like Tupac's mom died that way. Joan Rivers died that way. She just went in for some f- surgery in her face. Unfortunately, they also keep reminding me that all my organs are super healthy. So there's very little chance that I'll have a peaceful death. <laughs> At least we're going to get some great organs out of this. Yeah, more than likely, I'll have one of those violent, strung-out deaths like most humans instead of this you know, wonderful thing that might happen Friday. So, you know, I'm 50-50 on that. Wouldn't be so bad. And if they do kill me, it would be a nice legacy if you guys did burn the building down. But I don't want you to do that. Actually, I do. Deep down, my ego kind of wants that. If the surgery goes south, you guys have my permission to torch the place. (laughs)
When John Holmberg died, the place went, the whole city went mad and they burned down the hospital. <laughs> and yeah, by all means, kill right. all the other people. Sun City is gone. <laughs> Sun City is gone. Shh, don't tell them where I'm going. <laughs> All oh those, come on! Where are they going to pick? There's nine million places. All those other, I know, but all those other, oh, there's so many hospitals. There's a surgery on every corner. <laughs> when they told there me, there's so like, many storage <laughs> facilities so in this valley. I went by memory on the hospital, like the crossroads where I'm supposed to go the first time I went out there, because it's Sun City West Two, the sequel. So I go all the way out there and I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, well, here's the streets I'm supposed to be on, but there's like nine hospitals, like one on every corner. They're loaded. It's like Starbucks to them. I feel like if I did die in the surgery and the ghouls decided to burn the place down, I feel for all the people who made it through their surgeries that would then die in a fire <laughs> just because, like, four people like me. It would be strange. Too much. Anyway, yeah. I mean, think about it. Can you actually say that your family likes you more than the payout, Brady? Um, <laughs> See, the fact that it's taken that long. <laughs> Messiah, it's like a big tip to her. Oh, I'd be out the door. You'd be yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah if okay. you went under and died, the insurance company, she'd be like, oh, I'm, I really miss Brett. Uh, 100, they 200, that MY. MY, TH, and just the check goes directly to me or to cash, and I can make that work. <laughs> Brett has a $300 policy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> totally more valuable than Brett. Toledo, I know already that your family's probably plotted to kill you. Oh, 100%. Do you think your family would rather have to pay out? Are you around? Half a million dollars? Oh, yeah. yeah. You get a half million? Yeah. Why? <laughs> what do you mean why? Well, what, kind of, what kind of math equation said you were worth that? So I can leave you something. <laughs> oh, I see. You're paying for it. I see. Yeah. I well, know. and I got the work one. So, the I mean, work one's pretty the, good. That one altogether, they're like 900 grand. When I'm reading that work one, every year we have to fill that yeah. out. I'm reading that. I'm and like, we're about man, there again. man, I, uh, I should kick off because this is... <laughs> This is my legacy right here. Three times your salary. This goes to a person that's still alive that didn't do any of the work? Uh-huh. Your beneficiary. I'm like, well, then they're going to want me dead if they ever see this number. They probably already do. Yeah. I should change the beneficiary. Two? We should all try that. I don't okay. know. What Brady you, or something. Like roll the dice every October and change yeah, our beneficiaries? Yeah, I'd change it and then say, if I die, Brady gets it all. And okay. see if that still applies the I'd rather have you alive than the money. I bet you there'd be an argument. Yeah. Why in the world would he get it? I don't know. Why do you want it so bad? Well, it means the, I'm here's, dead. Here's a kick in the ass. Lisa's a beneficiary on mine. She hadn't changed hers for to put me on hers. Still the ex? Uh, no, it's uh, her, her son. I think. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, but I got Lisa on mine. Oh, you do? Yeah. Put it in the boy's name. I might have to. Swap it out. Yeah. I bet you there's a fight. <laughs> you realize we're arguing about what you get when I die. We're not. We're not sad at all yeah. about my death. Yep. Hey, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it to like the Humane Society. That actually might be too philanthropic. That might actually work out. Now, if either I or Alex makes it to his 18th birthday, which he's looking real shaky on right now. You haven't made it to 18 yet? Well, if, if I make it oh, I see three years saying. now when he turns 18. <laughs> right. You don't think he's going to get that far? He might not. <laughs> he's on a fan track. Just, then I think it's just him. Wait, now, are you saying this is a very uh, odd time right now that we should be paying attention when somebody says I'm going to kill someone? Yeah. Or, or is that what you're saying? You may kill the boy before he's 18? Yeah, or he's... I knew I should have a couple of years ago put a life insurance <laughs> policy on him. <laughs> well, you don't get it if you're the killer. Oh, it's not life assurance? Mm-mm, it's mm-mm. life insurance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he should keep it in mind that daddy's got a little murderous streak going. Yeah. See if he wants to do some hip surgery. I know a guy. Anyway.
Yeah, the benefit. There, I wouldn't. I don't even care about the money. All right, well then I'll just put Brady as the benefit. Well, I want it though. <laughs> I mean, Wait that's a tick. Not, hold on. By the way, what do I get if you die? Oh, you! I can't believe you'd even ask that. All of a sudden, it's a Harlequin romance when they die, and I'm asking about the insurance policy. But when I die in the insurance, what do I get? Oh yeah, well behind curtain number one. After you get rid of the corpse, look at all these prizes. A new car. The Showcase Showdown. Yeah. Coming up next. John, what's your relationship with Penzone? Because I remember the last time you tried to burn something down. Our pile I went didn't. after you. I did not try to burn something <laughs> Place down. Place another investigation on you and Brady this time, but Penzone will be leading the <laughs> it charge. It was our pile, and all I said was the gas stations hate fire. You're serious. And he turned me into a terrorist. It was a joke he misunderstood and then tried to use it for political gains. Ridiculous. Yeah. It was pretty funny, actually. Anywho, what are you going to do? Well, hopefully I don't die. But if I do, Brett, it's all yours. In fact, I'll leave it to Matthias. Yeah, might as well. I'll just give it to her. (laughs) I'll make her the beneficiary. Somebody should get it, and that would be lovely. And I don't want the burden of my death to be rewarded with the people I love through some sort of a check. That That seems shallow and callous, does it not? John Toledo's got all that memorial crap in his garage. We can put that at your house. Yeah. <laughs> and Toledo, I hire your company. Scratch out the, the flowers. Scratch and out the covered. name. Stolen memorials. Uh, we'll, you know, it's like the people who set up my Christmas lights. They come and then they clean it up after and put it back in storage. Give it a period of time. For your next death, we'll give you 50% off. Anyway, what are you going to do? But, yeah, so Friday, big day. New hips. If you see me on the streets, kick me square in the left hip. That thing needs a good spanking. <laughs> Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there? All right. right. Wake Up Song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. So if John doesn't make it, I will be spending lots of money <laughs> over there with Josh and the boys. With Matthias' money. That's right. Uh, caveat on Matthias' uh, riches. Uh, cannot be spent on bread. Oh, damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to. But anyway, um, check them out on action, at actionrideshop.com as well as... Uh, and all the social medias, paces, and all that kind of stuff. Ooh. But uh, you got here uh, Eskimo Callboy. We got the moves for your surgery. Yeah, I like uh, that. Danzig, Five Finger, Full Beat, Union Underground, uh, Drain. Uh, somebody hit a prodigy smack my bitch up for Toledo and Lady J's fight. <laughs> oh, it's, it's uh, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a thing. That's that's simmered down a little bit. And... Subultura Anthrax. Toledo won't hit her. He's a decent man. Well, Vader stepped up and was going to go proxy for Lady J. And what did you and say? He, he, Bring it on. Just, yeah, you said you would beat the bejesus out of him. Oh, I'd beat the bejesus out of him. You're sure? Oh, I'd beat the gray off of him. Oh! That's a lot of gray. <laughs> well, now I'm interested. <laughs> Prodigy it is. Oh, man. Smack My Bitch Up is always solid. All right, we'll go with that because that's a great song. Well, Toledo has stepped in it again, has he not? Vader just pulled <laughs> over we go. looking for a pay phone to call in. <laughs> Your boy's at it again. Holy Moses, Toledo just said he would <coughs> he would beat up Vader for no reason. <laughs> we could have gone with one of Ghost or Volbeat, because that's, you know, you think about it, that's only six months. Yeah. March. It feels like forever away. Like, oh, there won't be March, March of 2022. We've been doing announcements for concerts five, six months in advance for the last couple of years for some reason. Well, everything is keep getting pushed back. we got to have something to talk about. Right. That's true. But Ghost and Volbeat's a good one. That's solid. Uh, it's Prodigy. Uh, I believe Prodigy is on the set list for our Halloween show coming up here for the Night of the Singing Day. Nice. Which one are you guys doing? Uh, I think uh, Firestarter or Breathe. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I have to do some work. But Pro- I think Prodigy's on our list because one of those guys passed away in the last two years. Yeah. So we're doing a Night of the Singing Dead. Everybody uh, that we do has a dead guy in the band or has. I guess 
you know, one of the guys in the band. Yeah, he's he's not still there unless it's the one of the Van Zants. They show up in boxes. Amazing. If the younger generation doesn't get into rock, then guess what? An art form has died. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.